Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Show. It's the CFML News Edition. It is episode 204, September 19th. And no, Dan and I are both alive and well. We did not die. We just haven't been here for a while. So if you guys don't remember who we are, I'm Gavin Pickin, Senior Developer for Order Solutions. And I'm joined today by Dan Card, another Senior yep. Developer Order Solutions. And uh, great to have you back, Dan. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I take a step back for a couple of weeks to kind of catch up on projects and life in general. But uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, but it's a, it's a hard balance over here at Audis, but we try and do what we can to keep everything moving, and uh, that keeps us pretty busy sometimes. But uh, yeah, first, let's just thank our sponsor, Order Solutions, because they're the makers of Codebox, Commandbox, Forgebox, Testbox, and all your favorite boxes, boxins, or whatever you want to call them out there. So you want to give us a few ways that can say thanks back to Audis? Yep. Sure will. A few ways to say, say thanks to Ortis Solutions. Like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube. Uh, help Ortis reach the stars by starting and forking our repos. Um, basically, there's a, a, a module we have on Forgebox called Command Box GitHub, which will take all the GitHub de dependencies in your Command Box. Star it, whether it's from Ortis or not. Um, kind of an automated way to kind of give props back to people that are doing the work. Uh, you can sign or uh, sign up for a free or a paid account on CFCast, which is releasing new content quite often, as often as we can. Um, we also got the, got the box life store, uh, at ordersolutions.com about us slash shop. Uh, in there, there's all kinds of anything from sweatshirts, t-shirts and that kind of stuff. Uh, you can also buy orders books. Uh, there's 102 cold box HMVC quick tips and tricks. That's on Gumroad, um, gum.co slash cold box hyphen tips. And there's also the Lord Modern Cold Fusion CFML in 100 plus minutes. That's uh, a couple of the ways you can get that. It's free online. Uh, I think it, it's at a PDF, I guess. Or you can buy an ebook or a paper copy um, from our website, modern-cfml.ordisbooks.com. I just want to let you guys know, too, that we've done some work on that lately. It has been updated. Uh, that's something that's not just dead in the water. So we do update it quite often. And so it's got quite a few updates. But just a, a little note here. Uh, we really appreciate those who subscribe to your podcast viewers and everything else, but we really want you guys to leave us a review. And if you do, we'll even read it on the show. So can you guys get out there? Hopefully it's a five-star review, but get up there on Apple or your other podcast app provider and uh, yeah, leave us a review and let us know, and then we'll uh, read it on the show. So thought that'd be a as a result. We want to, we want to ask specifically, make it reader friendly, you know, as much fun as it is having, you know, Gavin or whoever's here read things online that shouldn't be read online. Let's keep it friendly friendly. And Hey, it doesn't have to be a five star. We'll read positive or negative. Yep. And uh, David's in there in the chat. So welcome, David. Good to see you guys back. I know with the, the new change of schedule, we're every two weeks now instead of every week. So uh, try and save up your time, book that, put on your calendar, and uh, we'll see you guys there. So again, thanks for everyone in the chat. Now, we also want to thank our ma uh, Patreon supporters. Um, we've got, you know, 38 Patreon supporters. We've got a few that can't use it due to their country of, of origin. And so we actually have people outside that. But up on Patreon.com, if you guys have a look there, uh, the link uh, is I'm posting the link right now. There's uh, 38 people supporting us, and we really appreciate it. And we'll tell you a little bit more at the end of the show, and we'll read out some of our top Patreon's names. It's a good thing to have. We've got too many to read them all, so we just read the top top ones there. That's true. So are we not doing the adjective of the week? Because I I was all ready to say our mind-boggling patrons, but that might have been from last week, and I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not a Theosaurus guy, so I don't get the the, the words. If you can come up one before the end, Dan, we will, we will say it. So. We'll go with stupendously amazing patrons, uh, Patreons, because that's what they are. Awesome. Okay, well, let me change slides here, and let's talk about... Some news and announcements. So, uh, Dan, I saw this out on Twitter. Did you see that it was a, a special day on September 13th? I did not know that. Too bad it was a day after the podcast or, you know, for last week and stuff. But happy Programmer's Day. Yep. Happy Programmer's Day. So, uh, September 13th. But don't worry, there's more stuff coming your way. And uh, if anyone can see my shirt, Hacktoberfest is coming. So, Hacktoberfest is coming here. Uh, we're uh, they're celebrating the tenth year of uh, supporting open source. So, uh, one thing to note, though, since it's grown from 676 participants uh, way back in 2014 to almost 150,000 participants now, um, 
to keep up the sustain, keeping it sustained or whatever, they're no longer doing free t-shirts. So if any of you guys have actually got a shirt like I have, I've got several. I know Eric has several. We're special because now it's all going to digital rewards. That's true. You were you were Hacktobering before while they were giving t-shirts before they were digital. You're an analog Hacktoberfest member. Well yeah. done. Yep. Yeah, so they're I guess they're just keep growing. So that's a good problem to have, right? Supporting open source is the goal. And there's a lot of cool things uh, back in there. And so uh basically right now we're in prep timber. So it's September, we're prepping. So if you guys have an uh, an open source project, you can add Hacktoberfest tags to your project so people can find them. Um, if you're going to contribute to to a project, get familiar with Git, get familiar with GitHub and how it works, um, and then basically keep an eye out for those Hacktoberfest tickets. And we'll be putting some Hacktoberfest things up on ours, so you can actually do that. And usually we try and make it simple, a lot of, uh, a lot of documentation updates, etc. But basically um, make some pull requests to open source projects. And then once you've made your, usually it's four, I haven't checked the rules this year, but once you've got four pull requests, uh, that are being marked as accepted, then you're basically going to get the prize. And there's some pretty cool digital rewards these days, and there are some sponsored things, but I know they had a lot of logistic issues with people all around the world. There was tariffs and taxes and issues with shipping, and you know it got to the point where it was costing them more money to pay tariffs and, and import taxes than it was for the shirts. And so obviously they want to keep growing it, and uh, they're still doing the, the plant a tree setup. And so last year you could do a t-shirt or a tree, this year, they're going to plant a tree for the first 50,000 people to merge their first pull request. So that's pretty cool. So, and that actually brings up a really good point because you're right. Sometimes you, especially newer programmers or programmers that have never actually contributed before, make it a little intimidated by the whole idea of actually pushing something to, to a repo that, that they don't know the person that's doing it. You know, I've never seen someone actually get a pull request and not like it. You know what I mean? Especially if it's something like, you know, if you're nervous about doing, you know, the code and stuff, jump in and do, you know, like you were saying, uh, just manuals and stuff. I mean, they have typos. A lot of them are on GitHub or on GitBook, something like that. Uh, and that's good. That's a good way to get your feet wet. Um, that's the idea of this. It's really just to get for me people familiar, get people into it and get them using Git and open source. And so that's really the goal. And so if you get on the Discord, people are there to help. There's a Discord link as well. And uh, you can find out more on the Hacktoberfest site. But reach out, you know, if you guys are wanting to get started, we can do that. And, uh, you know, we've obviously the community help is what really brings open source the value. You know, if it's just a few people pushing code, it's not the same as when you get that community support. So that's the idea behind it. And uh, we're grateful that the CFML community is strong as it is and we want to help grow in it and yeah this is a good way to you know get out there and try it test it out and yeah. you know so it might be a really good uh and I'll talk about the, about this later about a new series I want to do on CF casts but that might be a good thing to do just do a quick five minute video on hey here's how you do a pull request on GitHub even if it's just uh even if it's just you know manuals and typos and that kind of stuff um yeah anyway random thoughts I'll, I'll sure. discuss that later mm -hmm. Okay. Well, next up, um, we have some CFMLs who got AWS certified. So, um, for those of you who didn't know, uh, Daniel Garcia, uh, he's sometimes on the podcast. He's from Order Solutions. But he got together with a few other CFML community members, and they created a study group to complete the AWS Cloud Practitioner certification, the first on many of the AWS tracks. Um, so all of the group members who took the certification exam passed, which is great for their employers. Uh, and themselves, obviously the developers and the community. So it's really cool. And uh, I don't know if David cares or not, but um, David Bellinger was in that group and uh, he passed as well. So mm -hmm. pretty neat. So yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool to share. And you know, just if you guys are looking at certifications, there's a CFML, uh, Adobe CFML certification coming up at CF Summit, which is a it's a great class. It's good to fill in the gaps in your your knowledge. Um, but you know, get together with a study group, get friends or community members. Um, it really does help, helps you with accountability to make sure you're still working on it. And, you know, you're not skipping everything, helps you learning. And it's great to socialize with like-minded people and, you know, have a common goal. So um, it's really good to, to see that group doing well there. And uh, I know they're going to take a little break from that, but they're going to, you know, venture out and start getting some other certifications from uh, AWS. So it was really cool. And again, uh, there's a couple of links I'll be sharing here. One is more about the certifications. Oh, yeah, and, good point. And then they actually have a, a PDF which talks about the different paths, you know, so there's different types of certifications. AWS obviously has got a ton of services 
And the Cloud Practitioner one is actually a really good start because it gives you a real good overview of all the different services and what they're kind of used for and a really good intro to everything. So very, very cool. So uh, anyway, I just want to sort of let people know that and congratulations to the, the CFML developers that got certified for that and good luck with the rest of them. But I thought it was, might motivate a few other people to you know reach out there and uh, take some certifications and improve your knowledge, keep learning. Okay, new releases and updates. Now, I like about the chat rooms. This is just sounds kind of stupid again, but just it's, I mean, lot, that was totally organic. I mean, that wasn't anything formal or anything else. It just was a bunch of guys on the chat room that just kind of like, hey, I have an idea. Let's do this. And then people jumped in. I mean, it was an interesting list of people. There were people that I met before, people that I'd never met before, um, people that I'd even heard of before. So it was really was a mix. It wasn't just like this little insiders group that's like, let's do this. It was kind of a cool how they pulled from a, from a or not they, not they pulled. People saw that and they jumped on. And uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. Yep, for sure. Okay, so new releases and updates. You want to give us a rundown on what Lucy's been up to there? So Lucy has a new update. There's a, well, there's a snapshot that's ready for testing. There's the link um, in the chat. Uh, basically, it's a new snapshot that addresses all the known regressions that happened with 5.4.3. Um, so I guess there was a fix for a page pool locking. Um, serialized JSON produces some invalid JSON. That got fixed. Um, and a couple other ones some fixed including some Docker images, da, 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 da. and there's a couple things on there. So really, it's kind of just kind of a, a small update, but it has a, it, it fixed some, some regressions that happened in the last version. So yeah, they're looking for testers. Uh, you can install that using command box and check it out and uh, see if your code runs on it. Yep. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Webinars, meetups. And so next up, we have uh, one from Nolan Irk, he's going to be doing um, the CF Hawaii meetup. So that's kind of cool. We've got a, a few meetups in lots of different places now, which is pretty neat. Um, but we also have this one, and Nolan's going to be doing OOP and Cold Fusion. So uh, it's going to be Friday, September 29th at 12 p.m. Um, Hawaiian Standard Time, which I believe right now is two hours behind. So that's 2 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Uh, central time so he's going to be talking about object-oriented programming and you know things like abstraction encapsulation inheritance and polymorphism so you guys uh can check that one out see if hawaii is uh is hosting that one and we also have a couple that you might have missed so if you guys want to check them out um you want to tell us about those and i'll post the links Do. I think this is a good thing. No one actually has has actually done 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 this um this oop and cold fusion. Every time I see it, I'm like, I think it's going to be a, a thing about about debugging because I keep reading it as oops, like oops and cold fusion. I'm like, oh yeah, I I should read that. That's how most of my code goes. But object oriented programming. I think I've caught snippets of it before, and it's really good. Um, yeah, for I'm sure. Go back and watch the whole thing again. But yeah, Hawaii is doing a bunch. This is really kind of cool. Uh, so it just happened. Um, they invited Mark Takata from Adobe. On um, there, he did a whole thing on GraphQL and Cold Fusion. Uh, just kind of quick summary: GraphQL is a query language for APIs and a runtime um, for fulfilling those queries with your existing data. GraphQL provides a complete and understandable description of the data in your API. It gives clients the power to ask for exactly what they need and nothing more. It makes it easier to, to evolve APIs over time and enables powerful developer tools. Yeah, yeah so yeah and i could even quote adam tuttle it's like this is the first time in a long time that cold fusion has added something that adam tuttle thought was actually useful graphql <laughs> so the official tuttle bar of approval it cleared it yeah. that's awesome well no mm -hmm. you know like as a, as a language we've got a lot of features already in there and so a lot of things you add just for hype but this one here is actually you know pretty useful to be able to read graphql from you know inside cold fusion from other locations is, is pretty neat so you can bring it all together and then That's we cool. also have uh, another one in case you miss it, uh, Sacker Interactive, which is actually Nolan Irk's uh, meetup group, which they do online. Sacramento, right? Yep, in Sacramento. Um, mm -hmm. And so he had Mark Takata coming and talking about Cold Fusion 2023 modern CFML development ecosystem. So he comes and talks about all the new features. He talks about GraphQL and uh, some of the the native GCP, so the Google Cloud platform, including okay. storage, Firestore, PubSub. He talks about GWT and security additions for single sign-on and the Cold Fusion Administrator and those types of things. So um, really pretty cool little video. And if you want to learn a little bit more about CF2023, I'm posting a link right now. So again, thank you for saying JWT. For some reason, I just can't get my head around that people pronounce it JOT. 
props to them. No problem with it, but I can't seem to do it. Yeah. So thank you for saying JWT. It's Just like, for my own personal satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm, I try to say JWT, JWT, the job thing just, that really throws me. I mean, uh, I know there's some other people that we won't mention that say CLI instead of CLI. Oh I, yeah. See, that's just, it makes, yeah. it's like cringe. Yeah. Well, that one really, I really cringe. Cause it's like, I can see how they could say it, but it's like, ugh. but you know, it's the whole, you know, SQL or SQL. I'm okay with that one. It's been around forever and it's just kind of mm-hmm. the way it is, but like, yeah, sometimes they really throw me in the clean one. Just I was like, what? Just, just sound, it almost sounds icky to me. I don't know. But... No, it does. It's, like, it's a clee. It's like, or, or it sounds like a, like a, a Klingon or something, you know, like a language from a different language. Yeah, just... Anyway, whatever. Although we are an inclusive organization. So people yeah, can say just, whatever they want again. and we affirm them. And that's great. We'll welcome them anyway. Yeah, it's but it's just, it's just funny. It's just, it's just weird. You know, that's like me when I, I say all these New Zealand words and everybody looks at me funny. I know. We talk different. It's okay. Oh, but, uh, it's anyway. okay. Makes the world an interesting place. Yep. Uh, CF Cast content updates. We do have a couple recent releases. Uh, the end of the box 2023 videos are available for purchase. Um, they are an exclusive premium package. Uh, you can check them out on the CFCast.com under series. Uh, it's called ITB 2023. Um, subscribers will get access to the premium package after a six month exclusive window. So, when did that six month start? From the conference or from now? Yeah, basically from the get... conference. So the conference. basically okay. right before the end of the year. So hopefully in time for your Christmas break, we'll make them available. And see so what we used uh-huh. to do, this this does confuse people, but what we used to do is have this available somewhere else. And so everybody would have to go create an account over in that other system and they'd watch them over there. Oh, gotcha. And then we'd move them all over to CFCast. And we're like, this is, you know, we do it because there's a lot of time and money that goes into creating them. And people went to the mm-hmm. conference, that's their perk. And it's something that ever people pay online for online access and everything. So it's yeah. like, it's a premium thing. And so CF cash, you get a lot of great content as part of your subscription and you will mm-hmm. get this content, but you know, we wanted to put it in one place, but we had to give it that little premium thing. Just so, you know, if you wanted it right away, you have to even go to the conference or pay for the online ticket, you know? So that saves people basically just signing up for CF cast for $25 and then watching it all in one month. And, you know, it's sad that we have to do that, but you know, this is an investment, you know, we don't make a lot of money with the conference. It's more of a marketing thing and a community thing, you know, it actually costs us money to put on. So this helps to balance it out. And so it's a premium package. Um, and if you want to purchase it, you can get it before, or you can wait and we'll make it available to everybody as a, a regular package. But we don't do this very often. It's not like we're trying to bait and switch you with the membership. It's just, this is a premium thing. And uh, yeah, it'll be available for everybody once that time is up. And if you did attend, you should have an email coupon. If you don't let us know, we will get the coupon email to you. But, um, but yeah, so all the content is there uh, and it will go from premium to regular once we hit that time frame, and again we'll let you know as soon as it does change six months was a uh, basic window so you know end of the year but mm-hmm. you know we might surprise you black friday or something give it to you a little earlier we'll see we do have a couple other new videos um uh kind of a slow month a little bit because we're gearing up to release a bunch in the next couple of weeks um but one of them is the new uh, um, there's a new forge box module the week series we have one new video on that uh, a couple there on the vs chips and hints those are coming through um, I mean, th- those are, uh, are, are out now coming soon. We have, uh, more ForgeBox and VS code podcast. We have one from grant, which is on mastering CD wire version three. That's been in production for a little bit. Um, grant unfortunately is so valuable that we keep pulling him in a bunch of different projects in different directions. And so we need to give him time, time to finish that same thing for Eric. We have a cold box elixir coming from Eric. I haven't waited for that one because I think elixir looks really cool and I don't quite it, it just it dives into the whole javascript tooling system which i think to me is just is confusing so yeah. i want to know more about it well the good um, thing is elixir makes it much easier and so you don't have to worry exactly. about all of that so exactly so yeah. i'm waiting for that um for that from uh from, from eric the one series i wanted to kind of throw out there because i want to get some feedback from people that are on the podcast we are real um the feedback we get a lot of times on cfcast is that we're really good at doing deep dives okay that we can get into cold box or any other box products or whatever and really kind of get a lot of detail out of it but one of the things that's come up is that sometimes we don't always get the shallow end or how do you even get to the starting point for those deep dives? So I'm working on um series, which actually starts not so much at the first or even second step um, for doing some of these things, but maybe kind of like at step negative one or, you know, step zero, not so much the shallow end, but how do you find the steps to get into the pool? If that makes any sense. Yeah, how to get through the game. Um, <laughs> Say, say it again how do you get through the gate to get to the pool how do you yeah. get to the gate to get to the pool to get to the thing in the first place yeah so i'm actually soliciting ideas for those um 
those first steps, you know what I mean? Like, um, so ideas. So my email is dcard at ordersolutions.com. I'm really interested in knowing people saying, all right, this was cool, but I'm missing this piece of information. This is going to focus on the how do we get started. I'm also focused on trying to make them more bite-sized, like having each video, you know, five minutes or less, but have a number of them to go together in a series. And so it's not um you have to ingest a whole hour or something like that at the same time. So a lot of shorter series, a lot of shorter pieces around a topic that can be kind of cobbled together for a bunch of different series. Um, which is why I was mentioning before about okay, how do you do a pull request to actually help out with with Oktoberfest? That fits right into it. Um yeah, so yeah short, I'm sweet. You guys and, could, yeah, uh, you know, comment in the chat or email the podcast or email me directly. I'd be interested to know kind of uh you know, what are some of those questions? Or even if you've been a developer for a long time, say, you know what, I know how to do calculus, but I'm really confused about these three things in arithmetic, so to speak, that I don't under quite understand. Let's see what we can put together. Yeah. So um, look for that coming soon. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing with the templates are a great starting point. They show you a lot of different bits and pieces, but a lot of times you don't need to go any deeper than that or do any more. And so it's like, if I want to add a different logbox appender, what do I do? You know, like it's, right. it's like I've got logbox in the template, but what, what next? You know, so yeah, I, I think those what are is really logbox good ideas. In the first place, and what problem does it solve? Yeah, you know, why do I even want that? What is it? Yep, yeah. this. I know there was. I think Eric just did a logbox series not too long ago too, which is a good he one. Did, but uh, yeah. it was very good. But yeah, it was that type very of thing good. I, I think is really valuable because again, sometimes you don't know what you don't know, and you don't know where to get started, and a lot of times it's we get the real basics and then you got the advanced and nothing in between. And so, yeah, there's always room for more. So let us know. Yeah. That's what we're here for. We want to give you the content you need. So. Absolutely. Okay. So next up we have some conferences. You want to tell us about the next one coming up here. Do coming up in Las Vegas on the 2nd to the 4th of October this year is Adobe CF summit West. Um, uh, session passes right now are going for $199. There's a professional pass for $299. What is the difference between a professional pass and a session pass? You have any professional idea? pass gives you the certification, the extra day. So you get oh, to stay, get certified. Right. Uh, I think you still get lunch and um, breakfast on the third day. So you basically, you know, $99 a day is a pretty good deal. I'm going to share my screen right that. now. So you can see here, um, mm -hmm. they got some, some great content. They always have a party uh, on the first day, a lot of different stuff. But at the Mirage, it's a great venue. And so mm -hmm. here, if you look, the session pass, again, is the first two days, the keynotes, all the panels, the speaker Q&A, everything, the first day yep. party, 199 This just gets you the extra. So you get access to the Cold Fusion certification training on the 4th, and then go. you get access to all those videos and materials beforehand so you can do some prep because you do basically a one-day sort of like a, it's like a study, study hall type session, lots mm -hmm. of questions. And it was really good. I went through this process last year with a few different developers. Um, and That's right. A lot. Again, Daniel Garcia, you guys got uh, got the Adobe certification, right? Yep. And then there was a few other members from the community there that we, we talked with and hung out, met some new people too. It was really great. And so nice. that's an extra $100. And so I think that saves you about 50, or at least 50, maybe even a, a 100 or $2. You know, it's like you get a good deal doing it this mm -hmm. way. It's an extra day. Cool. You get all the videos and the materials to work through beforehand too. Uh, mm -hmm. If you go on the day, if you've got some good experience, uh, you should be able to pass. And I think, I don't think anyone that I talked to failed. So, you know, if you go through the material, we had uh, Mr. Sappy, Brian Sappy leading it, and he did a great job uh, leading that. And, you know, it was a really good nice. experience. And so highly recommend that. And cool. since you can't come to the Autos CF Summit training, uh, which is the next two days, because we sold out already, this is a great thing to go to instead. So It is. That's true, which is too bad, because you're missing out on the, on the Summit training. We won't go through all, all the details on it. Basically, it was on Coldbox 70 to Hero. Uh, but there, there will be, you will be able to see, uh, there are a couple of orders people that are speaking at the conference. I think you yep. are, Gavin, is, are you? Yep. I'm speaking, okay. Brad speaking, Daniel Garcia is speaking, Luis Mahano is speaking. And then a lot of our community members you see as I scroll down through the speakers. So yep. quite a few familiar faces and names. Brad, Brian Kloss. Yep. Charlie yep. Earhart. Of course, Mark Takata will be there. And Pete Freitag and Nolan Eric and Ray Camden, Monty Chan. There's quite a few different names right. you see around the community. And so there's a lot of good speakers here. Uh, and so and a lot of great sessions. If Speaking you want. of which, pause right there if you could. If you can oh. go back up. So I'm going to go down a little bit. Uh, back on the speakers. I'm sorry. I, actually, I was looking at the feed, and that's a couple seconds behind us. 
This might be a good opportunity to actually wish Mr. Ortis Solutions himself, Luis Mahano, happy birthday today. And I'm not just kissing up because you're my boss, but you're the best guy ever. And thanks. I appreciate it for just being you. Yep. So get on Twitter and uh, wish the boss creator himself, Luis, a happy birthday. Exactly. Yep. Feliz cumpleaños, senor. Yep. So if you jump on uh, and look at the agenda, you'll see a lot of the stations in there are more about um, about everything. There's a lot of great stations. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to to having this here. And yep, I'm on the first day after lunch, so very cool. So we're looking forward to that. And again, we do have the Auto CF Summit training. Uh, it is sold out. We even got a waiting list, so uh, it was really great to see. So that's on the fourth and the fifth. So Luis and I will be doing that one. So if you guys are still in there for the Adobe certification, we should be around, and uh, you guys can uh, you know say hi, and maybe we can have lunch or, or dinner there, we should be around. So um, be good to see you there. And we're having it right down the street from the Mirage, so really handy. So uh, sorry if you missed out, um, but we do offer online training. Uh, there is a call box zero to hero on CFCast, which is available as part of membership, which is a great deal too. You can walk through that and ping us if you've got questions, but uh, the in-person training obviously is the best. And we even do on-site training if, you're, if your company needs it. So, um, you know, just, just let us know, but uh, we will do, uh, another training like this before into the box next year um, and so we definitely do these trainings wherever we can uh, let us know if you're interested in the upcoming ones and we'll put you on a mailing list and let you know when they're coming but there is more coming after that so into the box latam mm -hmm. into the box latin america coming up on november 30th that's at the university of business in el salvador um now the majority of that is in spanish but there are a couple sessions that are in english is that correct correct um, for those who are looking, they do have the website up and running, so you can translate yep. it if you want to. But there's uh, all the content you need to know up there, and we're adding to it all the time. So if you're in that neck of the woods, go check it out. It's a great experience, and it's really great to see so many young and, and sort of excited developers who are you know, made, basically just coming from a Java background in El Salvador to, to see Cold Fusion and be excited about it without all that baggage that other developers in the Western world seem to seem to have. They have a lot of baggage with Cold Fusion, but these guys see it and they love it because as a language, it's really good. It's the baggage that get people down. So that's uh, really, yeah. really cool to see how well it does there. Amazing when you kind of open your eyes to things that supposedly have baggage, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that actually is pretty cool. Yeah, actually I was uh, uh, watched, I listened to a podcast the other day um, it was on the Log Rocket podcast, and it was mm -hmm. PHP doesn't suck, and then in parentheses anymore. And the guy anymore exactly. <laughs> and the guy basically has the same sort of you know state that we have. You know, it's a modern language now. We've done all these things to improve it. It's been improving over time, but you've still got all the benefits of the old right. language, and you know, it's come a long way, but it's you know still really familiar, mm -hmm. and you can do, get a lot done. And uh, yeah. you know, a lot of great tools out there now, and so it was kind of interesting. I'm like, yeah, I can see this from a CFML point of view, so. For sure. Yeah. It's interesting. Everybody wants supposedly the latest and greatest, but then there's also something to be greatly said about the vetted and the solid that have been on for a long time that's made it through all the criticism and is still having the latest and greatest features along with that. So Yeah, for sure. And I mean we have someone like Adobe who's backing this compared to just an open source setup, you know, because a lot of places it's just all community and that's great. But it's mm -hmm. nice to have uh, you know, a company backing it and you know, that's sort of get the perks there. Now very true. Into the box 2024, we have the dates, May 15th through the 17th, and we have a location. We're going to be in Washington, D.C. We're changing it up, no longer in Texas. So I just shared the, the venue information in the chat, and then uh, we have tickets available. We've got really super cheap blind tickets available now. So if you purchase before we announce the speakers, before we announce all the details, you guys can get some tickets for a really great deal. And then uh, we have a call for speakers open too. So I'll post that link right here in the chat for you guys. Dan has just posted the link if you want to get some tickets. But uh, if you're thinking about speaking, uh, there are some perks to speaking. You get a free ticket to the conference. We cover your hotels for a couple of days, um, basically of the conference. Uh, you just have to get yourself there and uh, have a great presentation. But first, you got to submit your topic. So get into the call for speakers, submit some ideas. And, you know, if we pick you, uh, we can help you work to, to make it a great talk and even if you haven't talked before, it's a great opportunity to get out there. Uh, it's a great conference. And uh, Scott's in the chat. He says he's already submitted his topics. So uh, yeah. there's a quick thing on that. I think sometimes actually people, this is just, again, I try to look at things a little bit more from like, I've never done this before because I'm still on that end of the spectrum from a lot of these guys that are much more experienced. 
even if you've never spoken at a conference or you don't think that you have anything to say, you might, okay? Write something up. I promise we're not going to scream for the rooftops, hey, this person was rejected or whatever. Give it a shot. It's like applying for college. Let them say no. You know what I mean? Like, you know, hey, put it out there because you might be surprised, you know? Um, And I say surprised, not because your content was surprisingly good. I'm saying what I'm saying is it's going to be good. Just put it out there and see what happens. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the one thing when you do speak at the conference, you know, like all these people that, that you've seen speak before, they'll come up to you and, and tell you, oh my gosh, that was really cool. I really like this. And that. I never thought of it this way or that. And like, you realize those people that you've been looking up to are going to attend your talk and then still get something out of it. You know, even something, someone like Luis Mahano, right. That's built cold box, this and that, whatever. Sometimes when you, we take stuff or you do stuff, he'll come back. He's like, oh my gosh, that was so awesome. And like, you know, you, you never really get that until you've presented, I think, until you're up there. It's, uh, it's very interesting, you know, and no, SATs. <laughs> no SATs. Yeah. And David, yeah. And no SATs. Sorry. I reacted to that. I didn't mean to talk over you. I apologize. Uh, no problem. Was, yep. Really. The chat's always fun, <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. You've always, everyone's got something to share that someone could learn from. And if you submit something and, you know, it's not quite right, sometimes we'll just try and help you like massage it to get it to be, you know, to be a better talk. And, you know, the thing is, you don't have to be an expert in it. If you speak about it, it will make you become an expert because you want to be good enough to, to talk about it. So if you've got something that's interesting to you and you think you, you know, think you want to talk about it. Uh, sometimes submitting that will let you, you know, sort of go through those extra hoops and learning and, and then you'll come out even better. Cause they say, you know, it's one of those things. If you see someone do it, it's, oh, you know, you learn a little bit. If you do it, you'll learn a little bit more. And if you try to teach someone, you'll learn even more. So it's like the best way to learn something is to teach somebody else it. And I, I highly recommend it. That's true. I've actually seen people submit topics on issues that they want to know more about. And then you're right. Get the acceptance. Like, oh, but, oh, I guess I better learn it quickly. Yep. So for sure. All good. Yeah. So uh, we hopefully cool. get some new people out there. We always like to have new speakers. And of course, we'll get some of the usual crew out there as well. Cool. If you need some more conferences, this site, comps.tech, has a huge list of conferences for almost any language or community. Go check it out. And there you go. Scott said, hence why I submitted my topic. See, we have real world application for uh, musings from, from, the, from the podcast. Yep. Good stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Blog tweets and videos of the week. We got the first one up. You want to talk about Ben Adele's first blog post? I do. I thought this was fascinating. So again, this kind of goes back to this. That's going to almost goes back to what I was talking before about those like I don't want to say basic issues. You know what I mean? But this is a question. Ben basically says, "What white space characters does Trim actually remove in Cold Fusion?" And in doing this, I'm like, "Well, I didn't. How many are there?" What's fascinating to me about this is I went and looked at his. And this is one of those things where you can learn something from reading any pod. I mean, any any blog. I'm looking at this, and he says, "Well, here are the ones I'm going to test: tab, line break, carriage return, and space." Well, that makes sense. However, there's also, and I didn't know these existed: a no break space, an n quad, an m quad, n space, m space, a thick space, a mid space, a six per m space, figure space, punctuation space, thin space, hair space, zero width space, line separator, paragraph separator, narrow no break space, and a zero width no break space. He actually he has hex. Uh, there, there's there's things on there. It's hex to characters and stuff. I had no idea that that there are so many that there were though. So that there were that many, wow, that's a hard sentence, that <laughs> there were that many <laughs> spacing uh, characters to to worry about. Um, yeah, so we made a little test to try and test it out because what happened yeah. was this API was breaking because mm-hmm. of a, a basically a U200B, a zero width space, and he basically didn't see it. And so the API didn't like what he was submitting. And so that got him down this road. And then funnily enough, uh, on Twitter, I saw, or on X, sorry, um, Mark Takata was talking about how Java is changing some of their, um, their time, like date time formatting. So there's a space between mm-hmm. the time and the PM now. So they're mm-hmm. going to have to like do special character changes and yeah, it's going to make a whole interesting mess of people passing things, but, but yeah, right. so very interesting. But as you can see, if you're watching online, um, the first four spaces trim works with it. it. It trims spaces, line breaks, tabs, and you know normal spaces, but it does not standard white space characters. He standard says, yep. white space, mm-hmm. yep. But does not do anything to any of the other special characters. Right. So uh, I guess we have to make which is it interesting because there. they can get in there quite a lot. Scott saying here in the chat, there's a zero width space, which I'd never heard of before, 
It's a hex two zero zero B in case you were curious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you send investment form off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has. I mean, sometimes when you copy files and they've got the bomb in there, that'll sometimes throw yep. things off too. Cause you know, there's mm-hmm. a special hidden character. Um, yeah. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of weird stuff. And uh, I thought it was an interesting blog post, you know, about yeah. that. So thanks Ben for, for sharing that. And then it's um, interesting how that, how that, that encoding, sorry, this is a total tangent, but I have a bunch of students where I teach where I have a lot of PDFs that have uh, code, code samples and everything else. And they'll copy it and they'll paste it into their code, which is perfectly fine. That's why it's there. But the quotes are different. The PDF actually turned it into like these fancy curved quotes, smart quotes is which is not read them. the same way in the IDE. And yeah. uh, actually Slack does that ever. a lot too. Um, we copy mm-hmm. paste stuff into Slack, copy Slack. We used to use that for our workshops. And whenever we did that, mm-hmm. people would copy paste them. And it would do weird thing with smart quotes or smart apostrophes and sometimes yep. spaces and that would break people's code a lot mm-hmm. too. So yeah, definitely uh, keep an eye on those things. It's definitely important. We have another one from Ben Adele. Um, it's this one here. He's with uh, mm-hmm. Darren Walker with an all black shirt on. So go all blacks and uh, the rugby world cups on right now for those who care. But uh, so what he was talking about here was using file read line with seekable files in cold fusion. And so basically what he was, talking about here was how he was reading lines from a file in a long running task and if that task stopped for whatever reason um you know they weren't sure where they were and how to pick it up and sort of continue where you left off and so this one here is talking about basically um having a current character offset within the file and then trying to use the file read line to basically sort of read a line at a time and keep track of how many lines you've read and then sort of proceed from there and so, um, you know, he's sort of going through this exercise and using the while loop, looking for the end of file and basically looping through and reading one line at a time and then, uh, you know, closing the file, et cetera, and going through. And so it was kind of interesting, though, that he actually could use the line number to jump in and, and sort of figure out where in the file to read from. Um, right. Yeah. I was like, that's really neat. I, I like. You know, again, Ben has different ideas on how to loop through it, but it's kind of a, a neat way to go, especially if you want to do something that can continue or it's reading from a, you know, a file that continues to get more and more files uh, added to it. So at the end of the file, maybe it's going to keep getting, uh, you know, things logged to it, log files, et cetera, so your code can read through it. And so uh, this is him going through it here. And again, it's kind of interesting to to go through and read one line at a time. So... Again, if you want to check that out, we'll post the links here in the chat. And then we have one more right here. You're right. You're talking. I should be pasting. I got kind of got on a little sidetrack there about I was looking at Ben's Twitter. Then I was like, does X.com actually exist? Because it's still Twitter.com. Like X sends you to Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of people were having issues when their wives found out they had a whole bunch of subscriptions to X.com and stuff like that. There's been a whole lot of interesting things with X. Uh, yeah. Elon Musk definitely gets people's attention, but um, I used True. to use TweakDeck a lot for a lot of this stuff here. But um, apparently you have to be a pro member to get that now, so you got to pay. So they, you can't even oh, gotcha. read Twitter without being logged in anymore. They they keep changing a lot of things. So anyway, oh. we had a tweet from Ben. Now this one was about a, an application data source error that he was having running in 2023 on Docker, and uh, I just wanted to share it because again x.com is pretty neat for when you come through here somebody said it actually is to do with the graphql client um having an error and so if you install that package maybe it won't error and uh so ben <laughs> went back and installed it in cf admin and then restarted the container and lo and behold that fixed his problem so cool crazy and that had to do like the fundamentally with application-based data sources not something coming in from like config or, or administrator it's in the app set in the application yeah, so application, yeah, like this dot data source equals, and you can set the, you know, right. set the data source. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, basically, if you have other code in your application CFC, um, a lot of times if it errors, it just ignores stuff in there. If it doesn't make sense, it'll ignore your application CFC file stuff, which is interesting. And so that errored above it, I think. I, I didn't read the entire thing. So interesting though that sometimes one error could actually be something else, which is causing it, and so. That's why I like to share those because it's not obvious. You know, debugging is not right. always as obvious as it could be or should be. And uh, sometimes you gotta look for those, you know, those strange things. And again, asking for help, it's a good way to get it too. And so Ben produced that that sample app, 
which is a, a good way too. If you've got a question, produce a reproducible scenario so people can, you know, try and help you. If you say it's not working, it's broken, like that doesn't help people. They can't help you if they can't, you know, reproduce right. it. And so, so very also cool, cool about, blog, about blog posts like that is you realize that this is someone obviously that knows cold fusion and has been very, very successful in the field and is still throwing out questions that he is like, how does this work? And people are responding and it's a collaborative effort. Exactly. We can so, all learn something. We, we nobody knows yeah. everything. If they do, then they don't know that they don't know. So. Next up, I was gonna say, except for Brad, he's pretty knowledgeable, but then I didn't want to go into the fact that not knowing, but anyway, I'm just saying he knows a lot <laughs> anyway. Yep. So, uh, jobs. Yeah. So get jobs.com has uh, some great opportunities. And so I'm going to open that up in my local. So if those watching can see, but Dan, you want to give us a rundown? Cause I've got 98 positions on there and we've had four listed in the last couple of weeks. So if you want to. 98 positions, 65 companies across 43 locations in five countries. So here's four in the last two weeks since we actually last broadcast. Now, this actually. I thought was interesting. Sorry. Sorry. It's three. My bad. Keep going. Oh, well, one of them got filled. Congratulations. Whoever got that job. Props to you. Nice. We are looking for Patreon supporters now that you have a paycheck. All right. So we have three new jobs in the last two weeks. Uh, full-time. Uh, it's a full-time position in Melbourne, Australia. Um, it's interesting. It's for a, a, a cleaning company which I'm reading this and I'm like, bond cleaning, what is that? No, it literally is a cleaning company. And I looked on the website and, but they're looking for someone to manage. Obviously the website must be all of their scheduling and everything else. I'm like, that's fascinating. Um, it's a property owner's real estate, but they're looking for a job there. Okay. For someone to be there. Uh, we also have here in the US, I don't know the country, um, but this is a cold fusion developer to a remote position. Oh, for community brands. Um, the developer position is responsible for writing application code to contribute to the full lifecycle of development from concept to post-production. Um, maintenance of server, OS, desktop. Oh, wow, they want a lot of stuff here. Um, anyway, for coding according to prescribed standards and guidelines set forth by the architects and leadership teams and must demonstrate quality, brevity, and timeliness in all deliverables. I could never apply for that job because the brevity aspect, that's just kind of tough. Yeah. As usual, there's a good sprinkling of technology in most of these jobs. Um, mm -hmm. But if you look through them and, you know, if you're lo out looking, sometimes, um, you know, not having all the qualities is, is okay. You know, just get the ones, tell them the ones you have and just mention that you're willing to learn. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can learn someone on the job. And the third one we have. By the maid means not talking a lot. I think that Gavin and I would have a problem with that situation, <laughs> but I think. We well, applaud everyone else. Yeah, mm -hmm. at least they're remote, right? So at least they can't hear us yes. all the time. So <laughs> exactly, they can do the Zoom calls on mute. I've tried. I've started doing that a lot more often. And then you're um, a citizen right. for the last one, and that's Tamina, and that's full time in Washington D.C. And you must be a U.S. citizen and must be clearable, uh, clearance or an active clearance preferred, government agency expired, uh, experience required. And they do mention flex, which has been a while since I've heard that being used but uh, a lot of apps are still running in cold fusion wow. position so a lot of great stuff in here again if that's uh, something you want please go to check out getcfmyjobs.com and if you have a job that you want to post you can post it up here for free and the site will scrape those um the popular sites as well as posting them so it's a great place to to basically go look for jobs and post them there as well and you guys can check out the jobs channel on the cfmail slack team and the block slack team so always positions available so you'll find some okay so moving on to the module of the week from forgebox and this week it's not a module it's an extension so the Audis rm extension for lucy so if you guys are using lucy um lucy does have um its own hibernate rm extension um, but basically Audis says we use hibernate and rm so much that we want to make sure that the extension is up and running um, and basically to the standards we need it to. A lot of the other core Lucy members do not use ORM as extensively as Audis, and so we thought it'd be great to, to pick that up and obviously uh, sort of drive that forward. And so uh, I think in the first month that we, we had it before we even released it, we made a ton of changes. So uh, it's got a lot of cool stuff in it. There's over 20 native CFML functions. There's a uh, cool little event listeners so sort of like interceptors for on pre-insert on pre-update on pre-delete um, and a whole bunch of cool stuff um, in there it supports a bunch of different database dialects um, sql server mysql postgres sql and apparently 60 percent 
faster startup than the Lucy Hibernate extension. So if you guys are want, you know, wanting faster startup in your apps, it sounds like a great way to go. And you can uh, find out more on the Autis extension, uh, rmextension.autisbooks.com, which uh, thing I'll be posting right in here. Chat. So yeah, mm -hmm. so the Autis RM extension for Lucy, if you're using uh, Hibernate with Lucy, give it a try. We're making a lot of uh, improvements here, improving documentation, improving compatibility. So we're working hard to, to make this even better. So please check it out. Give us feedback. Let us know, file some bugs. Um, and then, yeah, maybe help with some documentation as part of Techtoberfest. That'd be great. And it now, is the difference native. between a module and an extension. The, the module is actually CFML code that may run kind of like in your in your code base but the extension is designed to run as part of the whole lucy engine right yeah so this is actually written in java so we're we're dropping down to java native java to create mm -hmm. the the orm and then we basically give you all the hooks to get into it from cfml so that's where all those functions and, and tasks can come from so um nice. yeah very cool a lot of great work going into that and uh, i know michael Baum was a, a big part of that there are some other oldest members working on that and other community members i'm sure that have helped over time for the lucy extension um but yeah we're making big steps and again we need your feedback your support to, to continue to make it even better so go check that out and uh give it a whirl uh, see if it's 60 percent faster for your app so it'll be good to know mm -hmm. okay next sure. up our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. Have you used any of these peak tools? Because this I one is not. a CSS I actually don't use peak. VS Code. I'm still using um, I'm still using uh, IntelliJ by idea, uh, and uh, I like it. There's one or two things that that are starting to be an issue that it does not do because their Cold Fusion support's a little bit behind. Um, but I still like it a lot, and uh, so much that I pay for it. But I, I think I'm going to have to make the jump to VS Code sometime in the future. I tried once and I just couldn't get my muscle memory to work right. Um, but uh, maybe I should try it again. But what is CSS Peak? Uh, is, is so CSS it's an extension to VS Code, which allows you okay. to so basically go to definition or go to symbol in the workspace for CSS css lists etc for classes and ids so if you're in your code and you've got um you know a class and like if you guys can see in the the video basically you can hover over the class equals comments and then you can push a key and it's going to pop up a list of files that actually might mention that class so you can go see where was it defined where is the styles being nice. defined for it and so that way you can actually go ahead and you know go and see it uh, the cool thing is sometimes it has more than one container that might have it or more than one file so you can go see let me go look on the list file let me go look in the scss file or let me go look in the css file because sometimes you know we've got multiple files being created and it's a it's a pretty cool looking little tool and so this is very similar there's other tools out there so there's um you know peak for other uh, other tools i know that you can do mm -hmm. that with um you know javascript stuff and you know just HTML items in general. And with the CFML extension, you can click and you know click through to go see the definition of a lot of things um, as well. So, but this little peak thing is kind of cool because it's so hard to find out where your styles are. You know, like yeah. that's the biggest problem with the old school styles is that you might have that style mentioned in six different places and you got to find where right. it is or if it's still being used or not. So it's kind of cool to, if you're in, a, in one of those, you can peek into where it is and see what it's defined and where it's being used. So yeah, like you have one element on your page that's acting differently than the rest, but it has the same class. It just happens to be inside of another div. And then there's a rule about the inheritance and everything else. And that just can throw everything off. But, uh, yep. Cool. Sounds sure. good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Remember if you guys have any CSS, uh, sorry, VS codes, uh, extensions you want to recommend or some Forgebox module weeks, let us know. And we'll be happy to share them with the group. Last but not least, we have our Patreon supporters, and you said they were our stupendously awesome or stupendously stupendously awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, these individuals individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives and ensure uh, to, uh, to to ensure the great toolings like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, Test Box, all the other boxes, not Box.com, but other stuff. <laughs> Keep getting the continuous, and it helps the helps the community get the continuous development that they need. Uh, that, or that we can provide and funds the cloud infrastructure at our, that our community relies on like Forgebox for our package management with command box you too can support us here at patreon.com slash order solutions 
Yep, and don't forget uh, we have annual membership, so you guys can purchase for the year and you can save ten percent, which is great mm-hmm. for everybody, not just businesses. But uh, if coming up to the end of the year, sometimes you got to blow your budget, blow it on us. We're happy mm-hmm. to just take it and can sure. support the community. But Barnes packages proud. enough. Sorry, <laughs> you're like, not proud. Is that what you see? <laughs> I said we're not proud. We'll be the extra, you know, budget splurging that you want us to be. That's fine. Yeah, but uh, again, we do have some perks as well. So if you are a Patreon, those bronze packages and up, now get a Forgebox Pro account and see if cast subscriptions is a perk for the Patreon subscription. All Patreon supporters get their profile badge on the community website, and they have their own private forum access on the community website and their own private channel on the Box Team Slack channel. So if you guys, uh, you know, want to ask us questions or if we have something coming out, sometimes we'll throw it out there for you guys to see a little earlier as Patreon. And so we want to let you guys know that uh, you get some perks for the, the donation. Of course, you get that warm, fuzzy feeling knowing that you're helping uh, the community get bigger, better tools from Auto Solutions. And we always have to put in that, that disclaimer. That does not mean that we ignore the other channels. It just means that sometimes we get to their channels as soon as we can, where the Patreon is more like, ding, okay, let's answer a question there. Yep. So, and, I mean, the other thing too, is like I said, sometimes we'll throw ideas at, at them and get their feedback. Cause obviously, uh, you know, they're supporting us. They're, their opinions matter. They're like our super fans. You got to listen to your super fans. So uh, can't, uh, can't ignore them. So, but, uh, we have, uh, like I said, a lot of patrons now we're only reading the, the top patrons. So, uh, these are some of the, our top patrons. So we want to thank John Wilson from Synaptrix, Tomorrow's Guides, Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, John Carlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, that's you, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, Dean Wander, Kevin Wright, Doug Kane, Nolan Irk, and Abdul Rahim. So a lot of great supporters there. We really appreciate each and every one of you. And how weird, do you read your name when you do this? Do you actually read your own name? <laughs> or you say me? You no, know, I do, <laughs> but I kind of gloss over it. I say I see it quickly. Okay. It's like, you know, yeah, thank I kind of see it as like, you know, like there's like private schools and stuff that do like fundraising and stuff. And they want to make sure that all the faculty are supporting it, which they do. So that's kind of how I see this. But yeah. but no, actually, I, I still benefit from it a lot. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you guys are, you know, if you are doing Patreon and you pay for pro account, you know, you get the subscription to CFCast, you get the Forgebox Pro subscription. And so these are valuable tools. And basically we're just putting it there. So instead of you paying for those tools and getting no recognition, you can pay for the tools and then get the recognition of being a Patreon supporter as well. So I think that's a, a pretty cool little perk there. And of course, we've got many more Patreons. If you go to the website, autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors, you can see the full list of them. And as we get new ones, we'll try and get that updated as well. So, but yeah, it's been a good long time since we've had a chat on here since a few months. But if you guys are going to be in Vegas, remember myself and Brad, Daniel Garcia, and Luis, you're all going to be at um, CF Summit. So hopefully you guys will come out and say hello. Come see us at the booth. Hope you attend our sessions, or at least just come say hi. And if you're a Patreon, definitely come say hi. We want to thank you in person. So we appreciate each and every one of you. And thanks again for those in the chat. We appreciate it. You guys have a great week. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you all soon. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, guys. Good to see everyone. Have a good week. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.